welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode and Blue Apron. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello. And app developer Russell Ivanovich. Oh, I'm back to second. No, no, I know how it is. Welcome back, Andy. <laughs> how was your show last yes, week without yes. me? Yes, <laughs> welcome back, Andy. We 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 miss you. We we enjoyed having Flo on the line. Uh, she filled in. She filled in for you. She uh, killed off some people for us. So she she was yeah. she was good to cover. In your One footsteps. of the very first analogies out of her mouth, Andy, was yeah, literally killing someone. So we thought, yeah, the Andy spirit is a, is alive and well. Well, it keeps people on their toes. I think that's a good thing for 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 our brand. Don't cross us. <laughs> We are so it was good. Irked, so it was good, but like like a dragon. <laughs> but we're we're happy to have you back. Uh, hopefully you uh, were able, you were not feeling well, and hopefully you're feeling better. Yeah, I was going to do the courageous thing and just I'll take a I'll take a nap and then I'll take a shower and then I'll be able to like you know be focused and at least as focused as I usually manage on a podcast anyway for an hour. Then I'll go back to bed. And then I turned out that I was supposed to, I sent you guys an email saying that, oh, by the way, I'm going to be in San Francisco, so I won't be available for this date. And then I realized that I actually sent you the, the wrong date last week, as, as as if God or whatever was saying, yeah, they have a substitute. Why don't you just be a little bit well? So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the guest room of a friend's house in San Francisco. If you saw the rig I have for uh, for my mobile podcast recording thing, I've got you'd be you'd be shocked, uh, and my voice is half a register lower than was than normally is. But otherwise, I'm healthy, happy, bushy-tailed, optimistic for the future or much of the future anyway. So, for our audio listeners, which is all of you, Andy is literally recording into a camera something that looks like a DSLR, possibly. Sony oh, is that what that or, is? And I'm like, <laughs> can Andy love DSLRs anymore? Yes. He's actually recording into one. Oh, that is awesome. Yes. I didn't realize that. I was wondering yeah, this, what that was. I was like, it looks pretty hardcore, like microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my tripod with a whole bunch of accessories that I was traveling with because I'm going to be taking some interesting photos like at the Golden Gate Bridge. And I realized, oh, I could put this to this and this. And I could, because the, the camera takes really good audio, I could just record into this and then split out the uh, yeah it's 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 a scene man so it's just, awesome. just a just a pity that you will never ever see this unless russell mm. or somebody takes a screenshot oh that would be horrible if i did <laughs> awkward pause while russell takes a screenshot so yes, exactly and okay, you, you can fill in the blanks we're doing the we're doing the radio of the air here that's right. It's it's theatre. If it's, if this is not theatre, what is, people? So, Andy, I've been searching for a replacement uh, home media computer. This is more this is nothing to do with our show. This is more personal. But quite a few people have recommended to me the Nvidia Shield, and I believe yours recently got the Nougat 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 update. Yeah, that just that just arrived a few days before I left for my trip, and boy, was I excited about it. Uh, so it really is, as you know, this is where you get Nougat. Uh, it also adds a few extra features that really brings it to feature for feature identical with the new hardware that got released uh, just this month, as a matter of fact. The biggest thing that I like about it, believe it or not, though, is the fact that now you've got Amazon Video uh, as an available app for this thing. 
And I was so annoyed before because I thought that, oh no, that I can't get, I can't get the Google Play app on my Apple TV. I can only get the Amazon video app on the Roku or on the Amazon playback devices. I thought that this, they were using these things as a, no, no, you only get to great access my library unless you buy my hardware. But now uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon video is right back up there. I've got, I've got so much, uh, so many, so much content that I've bought on Amazon that I would have to have that little dongle, you know, that little uh, Amazon Fire thumb drive uh, plugged in someplace to make it work. Uh, in addition to all the TV shows that I get for free by being an Amazon Prime Prime subscriber, I mean, even even the uh, even the uh, uh, the new uh, Top Gear guys show, the the Grand Tour. I was looking forward to it. I was I, I saw the first episode on my iPad. I really loved it, but it was so difficult for me to pick up remotes and switch things over and remember which TVs in the house have Amazon Fire that I truly have not seen another episode since. But now I'm able to just binge watch the whole thing. So that's, I wish I could tell you, well, there's a, because of the new API stacks for uh, for TCP handles, I noticed that Netflix uh, is streaming at quite a higher bit rate. No, it's the ability that I can get Amazon content. But I'm sure there are other things too, but it's, that's what I like. Do you do you know what is required to get the Amazon Prime Video on there? I'm looking I'm looking through my stuff because I, I as you were mentioning this, I was like, oh my goodness, I can get Amazon Prime Video on my Nexus player. Like, sign me up, and oh, it doesn't show it. What? I don't I don't know if it's uh, if it'll work on your Nexus player. Um, I've got it on. I don't know if it was part of a standard Android TV update. And Nvidia might have cut a special deal with oh, Amazon to okay. get, to have them build a version that works with that. I do notice that that at least through the Google Play Store, there are a lot more apps that seem to be promoting themselves as available for Android TV. Uh, because I kind of stopped looking through that category even a few months ago, uh, because there wasn't there. I, I, you 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 download what you want when you first take the thing out of the box, and then nothing else shows up. But now there are a bunch of extra channels. There's a bunch of extra games. At least again on Nvidia, they've done a better job of surfacing games from deep inside the catalog and making it obvious which ones you can get access to, which ones you can get via subscription, which one you you got to uh, lay out uh, hard coin for. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that's interesting. Totally. Get, a, get a shield though. Shields are so cool. I know. I know. <laughs> See, I know you, you want to be. I'm you want to be that insider. I'm not made of money. Be one of those insiders who are like, oh, I, I don't. I got the Nexus branded device. It's very, very rare. You had to get it before it, the Google Nexus got branded device was a gift. Was a gift from a from a dear listener. So I did not actually. Pay, <laughs> I did this not is, actually play for that one. This is the interesting thing about the Nvidia Shield. Is I thought. When this thing first came out, I thought, ah, oh, this is NVIDIA just, you know, trying something new and it's going to fail and it's going to disappear. But they've been pushing this thing hard. Like the new software updates look good. The new hardware updates look good. And I've been seeing them work with a lot of game developers as well because this thing is meant to be, I guess, like a mini console as well. So I've seen a lot of, like, you know, PC titles and PlayStation titles and Xbox titles actually now available for NVIDIA Shield, which is, that's rare. I have never really seen that yeah. sort of side from Google. Like, they, they do seem to be pushing it and pushing it hard. Yeah, NVIDIA is cutting deals to do not just uh, Android-based games, but actually uh, streaming services. So you're, uh, the, it is still the PC game, uh, but unbeknownst to you, you're, you're, you're basically running a streaming media client that simply streams it from a server far, far away. So I don't know how that would work for people who spend $8,000 on video cards because they, need to, they, can, they can't kill most efficiently unless they're getting 82 frames per second at 5K resolution with zero latency. But for you know, getting getting Lara Croft through the tomb, for getting puzzle games done, uh, for I'm playing a lot of a lot of racing games. The racing games look good too. It's the first game console that I'm actually playing as a game. 
Mm, interesting, interesting. That, that that'll be really fascinating to see where that goes. Yeah. And if Yasmin ends up, my, it's kind of become my favorite streamer right now. There you go. <laughs> Yasmin, have we won you over yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. I if I was. If I was going to purchase one, yes. If I was going to purchase one, but it's not enough for me to drop the money on it. But yeah. So, so I guess we're saying, listeners, have we won you over to buy Yasmin yes. and Nvidia Shield? <laughs> exactly. Or, exactly. Or if, you, if you upgrade it to new hardware and you were going to take your old hardware and give it to your kid, were you convinced now to give it to to, to Yasmin? Listen, I'm still looking for a job, so yes, I will gladly take all your tech. Not maybe not all of your tech stuff, but hey, if you have an Nvidia Shield laying around, feel free to send it to me. I think we just can't feel about can, how, how do you feel about canned goods, used clothing in good condition? <laughs> <laughs> I will, hey, I will take those too. But yes, mate, I have a much, you know I have a much better way to to take care of you. Our first sponsor is Linode. So oh, Russell's gonna find. I was working on the transition. Sorry, you totally I, I took it. it. That's cool. I That's absolutely cool. ruined it. That's cool. <laughs> so, Yasmin, I, I have some cool news for you. You don't have to beg for tech. I mean, you can still beg for tech. It's fine. You know, you get the tech. That's cool. You live in America and I get nothing. But we have another way for you to get money. So, Linode is our first sponsor for today. They give you fast, powerful hosting for all your projects that you can set up in just seconds. They have easy to understand tools that let you choose your Linux distro, uh, you know, where you want it, what, what particular, you know, thing you want to deploy to. And their plans start at just $10 a month and that gets you a two gigabyte Linux server in their cloud infrastructure. So you might be thinking, ah, you know, what, what kind of things does that get me? Well, it gets you industry leading performance with native SSD storage, you know, Intel E5 processors and access to a 40 gigabit network. Uh, they have nine data centers spread across the world, giving the ability to serve your customers quickly and, you know, in the regions that they're in. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud. And they have super simple scaling. So if you decide, ah, oh, I really need more RAM or I need more CPU, you literally just go into the admin area, you click a few buttons and there it is. And it's also manageable via the command line as well. You know, For those of you that are allergic to you know, graphical user interfaces, no problems. So all of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balances. So... You're thinking, oh, this this sounds like it could be for me. You go to linode.com slash material. That's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material. And you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards your first Linode plan. And you'll also get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So literally nothing to lose here. Linode.com slash material to sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or you can use the promo code material2017 at checkout. And we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Real AFM. Now... <laughs> There's been a lot of news recently. I don't know if you guys have noticed. My Twitter stream is full of news, news, news. This We're not normally that kind of show. You know, we cover Google, we cover tech, but something very interesting happened, you know, at the Plex literally just hours ago today <laughs> as, as we're recording this episode. Um, I'm scrolling through my feed and I see that, you know, Google employees have actually staged a mass walkout. So there's pictures of the Google Plex, you know, that I've literally walked on and I've seen how big they are. There's definitely 1.5 billion people there. I'm, I'm looking through these things and I see them all out there, you know, with their placards and whatever. And then you keep reading, you know, Sundar Pichai is out there, Sergey Brin is out there, you know, they're addressing the crowd, they're in support, you know, of what's going on. And I feel like this is an issue that we have to cover on Material Podcast because this is this is the company that we cover. It is Google after all. And when, you know, 2,000 employees walk out of work for whatever reason, that's something we need to talk about. So across to you, I guess, our American correspondents, like what what is going on? Well, I just want to say um, to uh, all the good Americans listening uh, that this filthy foreigner that we've allowed into uh, into our podcast 
if uh, I am a loyal American, uh, I think I, of course, uh, am bowing down before. No, of course. How thrilled could I be that that Google is is not only they're not doing a walkout, but management is saying, "Yeah, I know that actually we could they could screw us. The administration could screw us over completely by not only with this uh, with with the the order that that came out on Friday, but also making it way more difficult for us to hire and acquire and keep the talent that we feel we need, uh, and make things super super hard. And we're saying, actually, we are willing to pull the tail of the tiger, the orange." Greasy Tiger. Okay, I'm not. That was an editorial comment. I'm sorry. In this case, so yeah, and it was like it didn't even take like three days of well, let's let's be quiet and let's think about how we want to respond to this. Like it, as as of that night, that ink wasn't dry on that thing when pretty high profile people from Google were already making their displeasure known. Yeah. So one so one of the things that happened uh, that people. I mean, I don't know if you don't know what's happening because if you don't know what's happening, I. I. What world do you live in? I, I'm, maybe I want to join you because stop listening to the podcast. If I could, I'm just saying, like, if if it's only material podcast that is coming to you, I am so sorry. You got to get better better stuff to listen to. Um, but you know, the, there was a, an initiative uh, to ban a lot of countries, and particularly people from Muslim uh, nations, where uh, Muslim was the majority religion, and it really affected a, a lot of immigrants. And so there, this this happened over the week, and then all the kind of people, the protests started happening right after that. And you um, saw, yeah, a lot, of, like you were saying, Russell, a lot of people's Twitter feeds were just like, "No, I do not stand for this. I do not stand for the Muslim ban." Like. This is from a moral perspective wrong. Like this is this is not and a you know political ideology one, but it's like as Americans, one of the things that we hold very dear into our our nation and country is the freedom to exercise your religious rights and what whatever you see fit. Like that's how the nation was was founded. And so for so a lot of people were speaking out on this, but in particular, we did see a lot of tech companies speaking out on this because they said, this very much impacts our company. Like, not so much just we disagree with this, with what the actions that they're taking, but like, this has a direct impact. And we saw a lot of stories surfacing out of uh, Google calling in all their employees that were affected that were overseas, calling them in so that they wouldn't be restricted from coming into the country. Um, you know, I follow some Googlers on Twitter and I saw a lot of them saying like, this ban literally makes it impossible for me to do my job. You know, there's a lot of people that require to go out of the country and in the country because they're doing international business. And <clears throat> putting that stuff in jeopardy, like it really does affect them. And so it, it was really great to see a lot of CEOs speaking out against this. Um, I would just have to applaud uh, Google for them speaking out. There was even uh, Sergey Brin was actually at the protests that they saw him. And he didn't actually, I don't think he gave a comment on behalf of Alphabet or Google, but he was like saying, I'm an immigrant, I'm a refugee. I think he's actually said, I'm a refugee. Like, this is why I'm out here. And so I, I just... Uh, it was awesome to to see the response from Google throughout the weekend and also this week. And I'm, I'm telling you, like on Saturday, I was terribly, terribly sick where I had like this fever and I would only I could only wake up like every snippets of it. And of course, I would check Twitter, Twitter because I wanted to see what was happening. And just the outpour of support from people was very encouraging to see. Um I don't know if anyone knows this. My parents are immigrants. Like 
they immigrated here from Mexico. I was born and raised here, but so like this is this is a subject that's very dear and close to my heart. And so seeing companies out there that are speaking out against this and showing your support, like that really, uh, that just speaks, uh, just speaks worlds. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is like, there is nobody in America that doesn't feel personally affected by this, except for people who's, who were here before people in boats came here. Let's say, uh, my, my, uh, I, I've, of three of my four grandparents were immigrants. Uh, my grandmother was the daughter of an immigrant. Uh, they were very happy, very proud Americans. And the idea that, uh, and, and of course they, they didn't just uh, come over here for uh, a better life. They came over here to contribute as much as they could because they loved this country that they came to. And just in my, my, my grandparents, uh, my Italian grandparents, they would go back to Italy uh, every two or three years to go back to the home country and come back with this, I, I'm not kidding, huge steamer trunk full of like meats and cheeses, like provolones. And they would go into this basement closet. And when it was Sunday dinner and my grandmother would ask me, oh, can you like go down, go down the closet? We, I need a can of tomato sauce. And that would always be a 10 minute errand because I would open this closet with the, the pantry and it would just smell amazing but the thing is they would I, I imagine them uh being the they, they went through the entire process they became united states citizens uh imagine them they they they, they hold a green card uh, who has a documents to say that you are entitled to live here pretty much as long as you want uh and based on that going to visit family overseas and then being told oh by the way Turns out we didn't really trust you anyway. We are going to let we're not we're not going to let you come back. I don't care that you have property. I don't care that you own a business. I don't care that you have children that now you can't see anymore. I don't care that you came here for medical assistance and that relief aid agencies have been working for a long time to get your child this surgery that they can only get at Mass General Hospital. Screw you. After your papers mean nothing to me, we're keeping you right here in this room until we can find a way to send you back. This is why and it's easy for all of us to get upset about this because we all have such a personal connection to this. Uh, it was particularly touching. Uh, see, see all these uh, ordinarily very stoic and very serious people and how deeply personally affected Chuck Schumer uh, was gave a, gave a uh, of course gave an address, gave a talk about this, and he started tearing up and he you know recomposed himself and continued uh, the the message he wanted to say. And, you know, there were, uh, let's not name names, but there are silly people saying that, oh boy, what an actor he was. I wonder what acting school he went to, to generate those tears. And then he said, well, yeah, actually, uh, he lost a lot of members of the family uh, in, the, in the Holocaust. Um, and the connection of refugees that could have been saved if there was, if people took a, an actual interest in saving their lives. But no, he has uh, a lot of uh, branches of the family tree that were sawn off. Uh, by an evil regime, uh, it's it's hard not to get really really upset about this because this is to to me there there are always going to be those that short list of reasons why this country is great and a short list of the things that made this country great and it's for me one of those top things has always been we are not a closed society we are not a private club if you try to if <laughs> we are. On, on, on a national level, we are so grateful to you that you are willing to go through everything we make you go through to become an immigrant to this country. 
And you're not, you're not coming here to steal a job. You're here because you had to go through amazing bureaucracy, two years of waiting and not knowing if, should I, should I bother to really put down roots here because the vetting is still going on. I've got a cousin that it turned that I've never met that it turns out got arrested for a drug charge 12 years ago. And that's why they're saying this is going to take another two months to continue looking into my background before I can get uh, permission to stay here. And yet they want to be Americans so much that this is what they're willing to do with all the money that uh, that is involved there, too. And so it, there's nobody that's more valuable as a as a member of our team than somebody who really wanted to be here that badly. I don't know if I would work that hard. to. Well, OK, maybe I would. I would resent it a lot. Though <laughs> I would be like, I can't believe you made me do all that stuff just to stay here. So yeah, that's why people get very personal about it, and that's why uh, people who have, if like that's that's why I think a company like Google will say, tell you what, let's pony up about four million dollars <laughs> for pro-immigrant causes. Uh, they announced, I think it was today or yesterday, uh, that uh, they're between uh, Google's own pledges and pledging matching funds from employee do donations. Uh, they've pledged, I think, it's up to four million dollars, uh, all of which are going to uh, the ACLU. The Immigrant Legal Resource Center, the International Rescue Committee, and the UN Refugee Agency, uh, and that's just real boots in the trenches sort of people trying to uh, solve this problem. I mean, I'll I'll stop the rant here, but uh, someone someone asked me, uh, someone who's not uh, from America uh, on on Twitter, uh, said, "I'm just so sorry for you guys. It must be just full of shame and form of embarrassment." And I said, "Well." You know that that that's true, but this could be like Apollo thirteen. I mean, this could be our biggest disaster, or it could be our greatest moment. If we take this horrible thing that's happened and fix it and save these lives, because the the other one of those other great things about America has always been that we've got a president in power, we've got Congress in power, we've got a judiciary in power, but the people, no matter how cynical you can get, no matter how. Uh, incorrect this seems it really is the people that get things done and as a result of uh, in this administration making the wrong guess about how people would react to this <laughs> three hours later every airport in every major city is filled with protesters 12 hours later may <laughs> judges uh, uh, lawyers sitting in at tables at mcdonald's at these airports are working to get these people released and from this airport in boston our mayor <laughs> rather, rather than sending in the tear gas squads, squads to logan he arrived there with uh, with our our united states senator who was sharing the bullhorn with <laughs> with senator warren riling up the crowd and getting them uh showing making sure they knew that they were getting support and then the mayor <laughs> saying don't you know don't go home don't let this die let's all let's all meet tomorrow at 1 p.m in copley square and tens of thousands of people amassed i don't know that's how awesome. i could yeah it's just so that's that's the effect of the people if we just say this is not us you are not in control we are in control you are your next performance review is coming up, sir, and I don't know if we're going we're, we're gonna to approve a nominal uh, salary increase for cost of living because we are very disappointed with you, young, young man. <laughs> and I, I will say, I know there's some people out there, I know there's a few of you still listening who are like, oh, this is politics, this is not tech, but 
I tell you what, tech is made up of people. I don't know if you've ever noticed Stop this. Stop listening, go away. I don't care. Exactly. In every will, single... But my editorial point is I don't care. <laughs> in, every single, in every single company out there, there are people. And if you look at where tech is based at the moment, Facebook, Google, Apple, you know, Twitter, all these companies are based, you know, around San Francisco, New York, you know, places in the US. This is, this is really an issue that affects us all. Like I'm not an American citizen. I'm not planning to become an American citizen. Like I don't have a green card. I don't have a visa. I do have some concerns about, you know, potentially not traveling there, you know, mid-year if things continue. But this really does affect all of us in the tech world. And I think this is why it's unique. It's not it's not like other political issues. You know, there are lots of political issues, you know, you can get involved with. How many people should we let in a year? Should it be 150,000 or 200,000? You know, how strong should that? This is not that. This is something entirely different. This is, you know, a group of people going after another group of people, not even for political ends, just really, really bizarre sort of thing to happen. And I'm, I, for one, am really glad that the tech industry, which, let's face it, is hugely influential. Like, you think about... You think about oil companies, you think about, you know, cigarette and tobacco companies here in Australia, like we've had a long history of them lobbying the government and, you know, various backwards and forwards. And you don't often see a lot of that from the tech industry. You know, they're just waking up to the fact that, hey, if we want to make change, sometimes you need to make it in the political sphere. It's not enough to, you know, update your Facebook wall or like a tweet or whatever. Sometimes you actually have to get involved in stuff. And i got to say, I was... I was really heartened, you know, scrolling through my Twitter feed and reading all this stuff. I'm like, oh, no, like what is going on? And then literally, like you said, Andy, hours later, you know, there's people that SFO, a place I've been to many times, you know, I know the layout well. I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, that's that's a lot of people there at SFO. That's a lot of people, you know, in all these other airports, you know, across America. And I, I for one, was really proud. You know, I'm really proud that, you know, people got out there, you know, they stood up and they it's at the end of the day it's a moral issue isn't it it's not you know which brand of politics do you subscribe to it's it's really just like this is wrong and there's there's no way to justify this it's just you know playing out wrong and i'm i'm glad to see these companies stand up and i'm yeah i'm really proud to have it on our show as well yeah there was also uh, now this could have been coincidence but uh, today's google doodle uh, was one of those doodles where you don't know who that person is uh, until so you click through uh, and the Google Doodle is a rather uh, stately and impressive elderly gentleman wearing a uh, wearing a wearing a medal, uh, and it is uh, Fred Korematsu, who is a gentleman, uh, a Japanese American gentleman, who was, uh, of course, during the uh, horrible, horrible uh, time during World War II, when all Japanese and Japanese Americans, I mean, actual citizens and people born here, and just anybody who does not look like a white person. Uh, was simply rounded up and held in internment camps. He decided, hey, you know, I, that's that's wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count out of this. Uh, just just and was arrested and sent to spend time in a in a camp in Utah. And uh, before uh, he was awarded this medal by uh, President Clinton, and particularly timely because after uh, after the September 11th attacks here, he said that look, don't. He told a story and was. Uh, speaking out about how, look, the United States should not go down the same path with uh, those of Middle Eastern descent as it did with people of Japanese descent during World War II, uh, and uh, which is absolutely poignant uh, today. Now, it is his birthday today, uh, his 95th, 98th birthday today. So maybe that was already in the works, and that is the hand of divine ordinance, <laughs> showing that this is how things happen. But I certainly wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily... I wouldn't put it past Google to say, you know what, how fast can you draw a picture of this guy? 
<laughs> we we just we decided that may, may, we, I know I know that that picture of you know the fifty fifty third fifty uh, third uh, anniversary of the uh, Dole upside down pound cake we can do that some other time let's just have this let's just honor this man and in a in at least a subtle way say yeah the, we we've we've read in America we've read this book before. It didn't end well. He didn't. It didn't end thirty years later, forty years later, fifty years later, with Congress uh, coming together to rule that. My goodness, interning all those people was exactly the right thing to do, even with the background of history. No, it ended with reparations and continual shame of uh, correct of, of of how he did this. And I would like to be part of the generation that decided that when someone suggested internment camps. Or whatever the modern equivalent is going to be for for Muslims and Muslim Americans, I said no, no. You you go. We don't put them in camps. We put you away from the house, the federal housing system that we put you in right now, and you can pay your own rent. And now you can break your own laws. Thank you. Okay, I'm shutting up. I'm just so upset about this. <laughs> no, and I'm honestly, I think it's understandable, and I think our listeners will will bear with us as well. I mean, the other part of it is. I this is kind of like a morbid fascination, but I've always wondered, you know, what would have happened in all those historic events had the world been a more connected place? Like, I know you had newspapers and I know you had, you know, telephones and people could call each other, but it does feel like there's something unique when you've got all these social networks. You can share, you know, images, pictures, videos instantly, you know, throughout the world. I was just scrolling through my timeline this morning and there's a Verge employee like at the Google protest and that's how I found out about it. And he was, you know, he was videoing that live as he was walking along. I'm like... That is something really different. I know that gets covered a lot and people are like, you know, the news is everywhere, but I do feel like that makes a difference, you know, that all these people of a like mind can come together like in one place and you don't have to feel like, you know, you're alone at home and you're like, oh, what can I do? Nothing. I guess I'll just go back to, you know, watching TV or something. That, that, you know, there's all these organised events and you're like, yes, you know, I'm going to get involved in this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the things about being so connected is that people can take action right away. People can come become informed a lot quicker you know, one tweet can spread. Yes, we've seen the effects both on both sides of that, but I think that's uh, the nature of where what we live and, and the connectedness of it all. Um, and this episode of Material is brought to you by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system. Setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs, Blue Apron Seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. They have uh, beef, chicken, and pork, which is uh, responsibly raised, and their produce is from farms that practice regenerative farming, so you know that they're taking care of the, the world around you. Each Blue Apron meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-proportioned ingredients that can be prepared in just 40 minutes or less. And let me tell you, this has made cooking at our house really, really easy. They send you a box, and like I mentioned last episode, it comes in this uh, foil box that looks almost like the box they sent Russell, Samsung sang Russell, to send his uh, fiery hot Samsung phone. (laughs) So delicious. So you know it's it's going to keep it cool, and if you threw a Samsung in there, I bet it would cook all the food too. Uh, but no, the but the fact that it comes and they package all the ingredients so that you only use what you need and they do it all for you it just makes cooking so much easier. Um, my husband and I have enjoyed cooking and my daughter just gobbles it all up. She is a picky eater, but she loved the meal and wanted wanted more. So um, 
thank you, Blue Apron, for providing such amazing meals. Some of the meals that you can be getting if you subscribe uh, to Blue Apron is a cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. Mmm, I'm getting hungry here. You got some cheddar cheese burgers with frizzled onions and romaine salad. And then you also got some, let's see, what's another one you can get? You can get chipotle vegetable and farro salad with avocado and crispy tortilla strips. I'm, I'm super, super hungry. I bet you all are too. And that's great if you live in the U.S. because Blue Apron delivers to 99% of the continental U.S. Sorry, Russell. Uh, there's no weekly commitments. So you only get deliveries when you want them. And their freshness guarantee means that every ingredient is comes ready to cook or they'll make it right. Check out this menu and get three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com forward slash material. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Visit blueapron.com forward slash material. And we thank Blue Apron for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Well, in We'll move on to more more googly regular less less passionate. Well, no, actually, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't get ahead of myself. I don't know here. if it's less uh, passionate here. Uh, <laughs> it's well, I, I'm 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 scared of how how Yasmin might react to part of this. Uh, so we <laughs> no, got where? Please uh, finish. Uh, please finish. No, now it looks like uh, the uh, <laughs> it looks like the February second uh, February ninth uh, launch date for Android Wear two and uh, Android Wear associated watches looks to be better and better because now we've got actually leaked images, leaked products leaked specs uh if uh, this report is to be believed and should be believed because evan bloss the same person who uh, leaked out the uh, the date is also providing with a lot of this uh, this information uh, supposedly there's gonna be there's gonna be two watches not uh, pixel watches they're gonna be made by lg branded the lg sport and the lg style the sport is a big honking watch uh, but that's gonna have gps nfc 3G and LTE cellular, so it should be able to work completely independently of any phone. So that suddenly becomes a pretty good competitor to uh, to an Apple Watch or pretty much any competitor's watch. It's IP68 protected, which means it's full-on waterproof. A 480 by 480 pixel screen. It is round. Uh, it has a little more RAM than the other one. And uh, it's, let's see, also has a couple of extra buttons on the side. Uh, the style is smaller. It's thinner. It's got a smaller battery. It's got only a 360 by 360 pixel display. The round display is a little bit smaller. It's IP67, which means that it's uh, the same same sort of resistance, only not quite as intense, meaning you can splash water on it. It's the difference between easily being able to shower with it and just not worrying if you get caught in the rain. Uh, so le less powerful. Uh, the Both models will share 4 gigabytes of storage, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, and looks like a digital crown, just like on the Apple Watch. So not just a pushy button, but also a, a rolly, rolly, rolly button. Uh, the style is rumored to be two hundred and forty-nine bucks. Uh, no pricing rumor yet on the LG Sport. But the bad news is that so the style doesn't. If the, the style doesn't have GPS, who cares? Doesn't have three G and LTE, who cares? But it doesn't have NFC, so it <gasps> means it won't work with Android Pay. That's surprising. Seriously, Google. <laughs> I ask for one thing, I hold off for two years, and I say, all I want is a smaller watch with Android Pay, and you say you can have one or the other. Google. That's it. That's my only comment. Or oh, LG, I guess, in this case. That's harsh. That's harsh. I don't know if you know, but Yasmin's actually got two different size biceps, one from carrying around the tablet on her wrist that is the original Zen watch. And the thing is, like, yeah, 
two years of waiting has been and this is what they give you. The, the rumour is this is coming February 9th as part of the Android Wear 2.0 uh. announcement. I don't know. I'm looking at these watches and, yeah, one is really obviously a really huge, great, big, honking watch, which I know some people like, but, you know, it doesn't suit a lot of wrists. And the other one, I don't know. It To me, it doesn't even look as elegant as a like a Moto 360 version 2. Like I was hoping... I don't know why, but I was hoping that the next generation of Android Wear watches would just be like, boom, like all the features, NFC, you know, tap to pay, and also like, you know, smaller and more elegant and just different sort of designs. I'm just going to sigh for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it wasn't enough. Um, come on, Google, text like the only thing I got to look forward to right now. So... <laughs> so uh come on uh no 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 the style one it doesn't look terrible like you know the renders aren't really helpful because when you look at renders you they look you can get the basic idea of what they look like but until they actually get manufactured and they're actually out in the stores and you're able to get your hands on then you'll actually be able to see all right this is what it looks like on my wrist or wow, that's really ugly or no, hey, that doesn't look so bad. Because I think if you remember when the Nexus 6P renders came out, everyone was like, that phone is hideous. What does it have? It has that giant camera bump at the top. Like, this is ridiculous. And then it came out and it was like, this is one of the most beautiful phones ever. Like, this is such a nice looking device. Um, So I'm going to be hopeful a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. No, they kind of ruined it for me by getting rid of NFC on on the on the watch on the style watch because I that's I wanted a smaller watch like that's literally the only thing I wanted but maybe maybe the ginormous big you know I have everything built into me watch is going to be still smaller than my Asus Zen watch so it'll be it'll still <laughs> okay, be well, an upgrade. Very, very low bar to clear really <laughs> yeah that's 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 like a full size marshmallow on your wrist that's no good um, I just wish there the, the, the these least- <laughs> so big I these, know. these leaks don't don't, don't well it's, it's okay it's so you know just okay okay it's it's big it's pretty it's pretty darn big that's, I, was, I was trying to make you feel better but i can't make you feel better that's a, that's pretty darn big um it's also you're looking at looking at these two uh, I, they seem to be trying to do the optical illusion sort of thing uh because the um the big one has a band that's sort of proportioned to the size of the dial. The style one has a much thinner band. It really looks like they're trying to make you think, well, because it's got such a narrow band, it's a really small watch without thinking that this does, like, the dial looks like it's almost twice as wide. Uh, I was looking around. I didn't find anybody who knew exactly what the diameter of these things actually uh, is going to be. So I don't know whether that's it's even thinner and smaller than it's than it looks here, or whether it's just again a big honking tuna can lid with a tiny, tiny, tiny little watch band on it. Um, yeah, I think it, once we get the diameter, that's really going to tell us how big this watch is going to be. Um, I, I think one of the plus side is that it's it is going to work with those mode watch bands. Um, I remember wanting wanting to get some of those mode watch bands, but um, not buying a, a watch that supported it because I was holding out. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see if this one has a... I know there was rumors that it was supposed to have like the Google Assistant built in, so it was supposed to be the quote-unquote Pixel Watch. So I don't know if that's still the case. I guess we'll... What, we we'll, have we'll like less out. than a week. Yeah, it's, it's not that. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a week. We're it's Monday as we're recording, so this launch date is is a week from Friday. 
Uh, and it's not as though um, LG just simply is the first manufacturer out the door. They did develop this uh, supposedly along with Google. So it's, if it's not a Pixel Watch, it's at least it can get some. It might have some access to some secret sauce, just as the Pixel Phone has some secret sauce that's not available to uh, to uh, other watches. But we're gonna have to wait and see. Although if uh, I'll. I, I'm I have an I have a, a bad news for all of my fellow Apple fans out there. So you have uh, uh, by the time this the show airs, uh, the show uh, downloads, you have one week to keep up with the flat tire jokes about how <laughs> oh man that 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 wedge of black screen that that ends at the bottom is what I just can't even like okay fine both of these have a full 360 degree round screen so now it's absolutely perfect isn't it because that's the thing that made the made the Moto 360 so terrible but Andy it has an LG logo on the back and the LG logo is ugly I don't like it except maybe when Apple, Apple works on a that. monitor with LG and then, yeah. then it's okay I guess. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. I had, I had a, uh, I was at the, a party last night with, of course, with a whole bunch of Apple uh, Apple friends uh, and some like Apple people and <laughs> people. Some uh, there's still people who haven't actually seen like an Android Wear watch, and so I'm half jokingly because I don't want to go into like a 45 minute demo of Android Wear versus uh, uh, versus Watch OS. But I just pointed to like the my watch dial. So well, you see my my dial. It's a kitty. And when it wakes up, like he looks up and looks at you and his tail flicks. And then like when it goes into low power mode, like black and white. And now look, it's a drawing of a kitty and the kitty's asleep. And just, I'm being joked. He's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. What? what is, how does that work? Oh, and Kai show, look at this. Look at all my, it is, it is a kitty. And it's like, so Apple can be very, very proud of all the design and engineering and all the new metallurgy they had to complete in order to have a ceramic, a ceramic case. But just get, let people design and have their own watch faces. That's really what they want. Yeah, the people want kitties. And they're going to get it. Android 2.0. Uh, iOS then, users, well, iOS users will be able to actually download the Android Wear uh, watch faces. And if you need some some ones to download, go check out Virginia Poltrack stuff. It's the stuff oh, I like. Yeah. She makes really good stuff. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited for Android 2.0. Yes, I'm disappointed the style doesn't have NFC. I could have lived with no communication, like if it had to be linked to your phone, but... <sighs> just NFC, NFC. But Russell, I, I want to get your quick first impressions. I know that you have landed the Google Home in your home office. My office Google home. home in my home. Yes, I did. I, I finally caved in. I had a, um, uh, I was going to call him a fellow Android developer, but I suppose I'm not a full-blown Android developer. Anyway, uh, a guy in Sydney was telling me, hey, you know, there's this reputable eBay seller or whatever. I got mine within four days. Um, you know, it works fine in Australia. I'm like, ah, oh, I probably should just do this. So I went to eBay. I uh, paid the $20 markup or whatever, you know, this this person has to feed their family, it's fine by me. And they literally shipped it to me in four days, Yasmin, it arrived, I opened the little googly box. I love love the packaging, by the way, I'm sure you two have already talked about this, but yep. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, the little thing flips open from the top, very nice. Uh, I plugged it in, you know, it turned on, it was super easy to connect to the Wi-Fi and it literally now sits 20 centimetres, I have no idea what that is in inches, it's very close to the Amazon Echo that's in our office and... Uh, I have to say, apart from the microphone pickup, which to me actually does seem slightly worse than the Echo, it's it's acceptable, but it does seem slightly worse. I actually think this is a better product. Like I was messing around with IFTTT, which I know you love, Yasmin. I'm sure Andy uses it as well. Um, and we just did some really simple things. Like we have, this is the most mundane thing ever, but we have a shopping list for our office. So if you want 
bananas or a pen or some paper or whatever you go to the slack channel that's you know shopping you type it in and on monday like phil buys it all but now we can just say i went to ifttt and you can set up the word so i i I added to i put the word get and then the phrase and imagine then the phrase so you can just sit there and say hey google imagine a pen and boom in the slack (laughs) channel like the word pen appears in there so it's it's, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's awesome. You could just be like, imagine this, and then on Monday, like this thing shows shows up. I think, I think it's great, and I, I really think it's why. I know you've showed it to us on the show so many times, Yasmin, but when I got it, it still seems smaller than I thought it would be. Like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's impossibly small compared to the huge honking echo, anyway. Which is, I guess, guess what I'm used to. So yeah, if anyone's thinking of importing it into Australia, it seems to work fine. Obviously, you need to convert the the plug into like an Australian plug, but I'm I'm sure you can figure your way like around that one. The voltages are all compatible, and you know it, it does put up a warning actually. It says something about it recognizes that you're not in America, and it's like, hey, this might not work <laughs> on your Wi-Fi network, which I think probably means they don't have all the relevant certifications that you're meant to get before you join, you know, cellular, not cellular, Wi-Fi networks and stuff, but it works. It works fine. And, um, yeah, I know on the last show I gave it a D because it's not available here. I feel like I can't just, you know, reverse that because it's still not technically available here, but I'm willing to upgrade that to a C, Yasmin. I was, I was impressed. Did it say, hey, mate, put some <laughs> shrimp on the barbie? <laughs> no, but it was trying to get my, to, me to change my phone into American English for some reason. I'm like, that's not English. I'm not doing it. <laughs> You can't make me. Actually, I have a more pertinent question. Like when you activate it, when you say the, the trigger word, do the L- colored LED lights spin in the opposite direction while it's <laughs> Oh, that would be a cool Easter egg, Google, if you're listening, because you know where it is. Um, yes, Andy, I believe they do. No, I have no idea because I've never seen an American one. This is my very own Australian Google Home. Yeah, I, If you don't have one of these in your house and if you have even the mildest of interests in them and you've got some disposable income like, can go for it it's it's super cool little thing and i'm hoping over time as we all are that google keeps adding to it you know it's it's weird some things you ask it and it's like i don't know how to do that yet you're like what i don't understand like, yeah why, that's oh, wow. okay yet when is yet the, i i think the hardest part is like when you're having this dialogue with it and it's being really sweet and you're having this like it almost feels like it's your best friend and then you ask it something that you think is so easy and they're like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to help you with that. And I was just like, what happened? Oh, no, like you're a <laughs> robot. So you're not a robot. But it's like your computer. It's like you're not real. It really just like crashes the whole thing down. Oh, I do have to – one last quick story is um, – I know you guys mean we played Mad Libs with it here on um, this podcast like a while back. We did the trivia game here in the office. So there was four of us you know, in that day and we just said, hey, want to play a game? And Google Home was like, which one? We're like, trivia. And I love how just the small things, it goes around the room and it's like, you know, contestant one, what's your name? And, you know, Chris was like, oh, I'm Chris. She's like, that's a nice name, but I'm going to call you Mustache. And it just goes around the room and, like, you know, renames people to Spatula and Sleepyhead and, like, Hollywood and stuff. There's little touches and it's, yeah, it's it's really well written. Whoever worked on the, the trivia game, you know, hats hats off to all the guys and girls that, that worked on that. Yeah, I'd say the, like, all the, just the trivia games and all the, like, really nice sayings, those are what makes the Google Home um, so approachable and like Mace, it really just excel. I think that's, that's some of my favorite parts. Um, I will, I'm going to ask, so what account is it tied to? <laughs> we, we have a testing account here and I kid you not, I won't okay. tell you the name of this account cause I don't want it to get hacked, but it's a picture <laughs> of a bald eagle and the account's registered in America, you know, for all our testing and stuff. <laughs> and uh, this account knew where I lived, Yasmin. I just, you know, Phil asked it he's like, 
um, you know, how, how long to get to my home or whatever. And then Google Home was 38 minutes, you know, traffic via blah. I'm like, that sounds like my house. And I looked it up and somehow Google had recorded like both my work location and my home location for this test account that I guess we use on some of our phones. No idea how it happened. I don't know if that's awesome or creepy, but that's the account it's currently signed into. I assume if I get one from home, we have a family account that has a family calendar and photos. I guess that's probably the best one to sign into it. I don't know what people do if they have like three or four accounts in their house and they bring this thing home. We just no idea. It's, it's like someone has to win. Whoever brings it home yeah. and sets it up first, I guess. I think um, so we have it set up to my account just because I it's of course, it's going to be sent under my account, like for all, I'm going to be the one that's good doing all the weird setup stuff. And the, you know, I use the Google assistant on my pixel phone. And so I, I do the like, Hey, material, good morning, which is a really cool thing. And you should tell it good morning. Every morning you walk into the office and it reads your daily brief and news articles. It's really cool. Uh, I'm curious to see, yeah, you should do that. You could actually, that'd be really like a, a fun, like scrum a way to begin your I don't know if you have scrums at your work, but like... No, we have scrums in rugby. That's uh, Oh, i got to say, it knows about Australian sport, Yasmin, which so far no other assistant ever has known about. Siri, no idea. Well, Alexa's like, what Google are you talking cares. about? It knew what Adelaide United, you know, what time they were playing the, the soccer here, you know, at, at night or whatever, against which team you could ask for like previous scores. I'm like, oh, is this the first assistant ever to like understand Australian sport? I'm, I'm impressed. And it's not even available here. Well, I will tell uh, if your office is listening at all, maybe they can find a way to connect the test account to your home lights, Russell, so that they can turn them <laughs> off when they're in the office. Happy birthday. That's, oh, my, that's don't, my gift. Don't even get me started, Yasmin, because I, I got them for free. I shouldn't complain, but I have a whole bunch of LifeX bulbs. Um, they're, <laughs> they're great. I mean, they're big and they get hot, but they're great, but they're not compatible with the Google Home yet. I believe that's coming. So, yeah, the people in my office can't. I've, I look jealously at all the people who bought the Hue lights instead, and they're smaller and they're just compatible with way more <laughs> things. I'm like, oh, I wish I had some of those. I, I do want to give a quick update for all those people that are Google Home users. Yes, you can control uh, your uh, Philips Hue lights. And what are the other ones that are already like in there by default? Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, wanted to, to do actually, this. Well, Nest well, and oh, sorry, you found it. SmartThings. Okay. But they actually just recently introduced a Wemo support and Honeywell thermostat support. So if you have any of those uh, smart devices in your house, you can now control them, which is pretty awesome because we bought a Wemo switch uh, that we can turn turn on and off our, our Christmas tree. And so I connected it that switch into the office. So now I can just say, turn off the office. Okay, turning the Wemo switch off. <laughs> and there All we the go. That off. means it's dark, and that means it's time to end the show, everyone. <laughs> we want to thank, we want to thank everyone for listening. Um, Andy, where can people uh, connect with you and stay up to date on what you're up to? Uh, if you can spell my last name, you have access to the wonderland that is my brain. Uh, <laughs> I'm Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram. My blog is at anatko.com. Uh, and you can also read uh, when I write for pay at uh, suntimes.com, Chicago Suntimes. And Russell, where can people stay connected with you online? Uh, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. They haven't sold to Verizon yet, so I'm, I'm still there. And rustyshelf.org for my occasional writing stuff. 
You can find me at, at Yasmin Avian on Twitter. You can find the show at, at Material Podcast on Twitter as well. Find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Send us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. We want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, stay in material.